Welcome. You're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk shit about them. And this is kind of a return to form, a return to our previous broadcasting incapabilities. damn time. <laughs> it has been a while, hasn't it? So um, it feels like forever since we've done like a bit of an update. So we'll do tonight's all about, or today, or this morning, or whenever you're listening to this. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday is all about what we've been doing. Hobby updates, yep. bits and pieces. It's yeah, stuff about it. us. Yep. <laughs> Listen to us. Rega- Let me regale you a story, a tale about a boy. Um, no. Oh boy. It's, it's, this whole point is just, you know, trying to, to maybe get some of the episodes that we've been doing a little bit more focused and a little mm-hmm. bit more organized and whatnot. So we've taken out because a lot of the time we talk about a game, but for the first hour of the podcast, it's just other shit that we've done that don't actually relate to the game that we're talking about. So let's let's cut that out. But you want to hear it. We know you want to hear that. And frankly, we want to talk about it. So now we have to do a whole separate episode about all the stuff that we're doing. And let's face it, if we didn't talk about it, there'd be no pressure to actually do any of it. And my hobby, while it is low still, would just disappear. Yeah. This is legitimately like a self-discipline type tactic to make us continue to do things. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to start this thing in the first place was to get me hobbying more. So if I don't talk about it, I won't do it. So let's talk about it. And you can either enjoy this for for the sheer ineptitude that it will be, or you can turn off and wait for the next episode to come out when we actually talk about something interesting. I mean... Are we or, actually saying that we're going to talk about something interesting? Is that is that what you've just promised? Because I, <laughs> the, the views the views of Brett do not necessarily represent the views of Thoughtless Casual Gaming and its affiliates. <laughs> represent half of the thoughts of Thoughtless Casual Gaming. Anyway, Again, if you divide by zero, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm less than zero. You should know that. Uh, so, hobby wise, what have you been up to? Look. Let's let's just do what what have I been up to? And I'm trying to remember. And probably the hardest bit about the change of format is working out where the last update was and mm-hmm. where we ended, so I can pick up from that point that I left off last time. So I don't know is the moral of the story, but um, which is a great starting point for this whole podcast. Um, I may just be repeating stuff that people already know. I may be saying new stuff. Let's find out. Uh, Are we going to find out? No, maybe you, not. You're not going to go back and listen. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> uh, but someone will find out and that someone will be uh, someone other than me and they may or may not tell me. Um, so, look, if we, we kick back to the the old what has been on the, the idiot box, what I've been watching, I suppose, is the starting point because there's not actually a great deal, it turns out. 
Um, I finished the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I and it, this was the one where I actually sat the wife down and went. It's not Star Wars. It's not a Star Wars story. It's just a story that happens to be in the Star Wars universe. Like you don't have to. It's cool. Um, and then I'm there going, look, it's a, as far as I understand it, it's like a prequel, like it's a separate story. You don't need context, which was perfectly fine up until whatever episode that they decided to make it the book of Mandalorian. And I had to explain who these other characters were and how they fit into everything. Episode five and six, uh, Book of Mandalorian, and then you've got one episode left of Book of Boba Fett. It was just, it yeah. was a really weird format. Yeah, I, uh, hmm. I and I kind of, I, I, I thought Book of Boba Fett was okay when it was Book of Boba Fett. I feel like the two episodes that they just went completely off script and went, hey, here's some stuff that you missed out from last time. Um, was just uh, it felt really disjointed it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was like i don't even think there was kind of an introduction or a, here's what we're doing or in anything it was just a, somewhere else with some different characters catch it's up pretty much like thank shan said i know where you can get some people and then we go straight into mandalorian yeah um and the thing the thing that really took me out was episode six with Luke Mm. and look I get what they were trying to do and I I admire them for trying there are actors that you can get to play that like I mean Sebastian Stan has been thrown around for a while because he looks like Mark Hamill Mm -hmm. Uh, but for some reason like while I was watching that it just felt to me like that the conversation was really stilted and I couldn't work it out I'm like Mark Hamill's better than this like the, these these words are like George Lucas written words. They're not good. <laughs> um, as you know, Harrison Ford is is you know quoted as saying, you know, what was the quote? It was uh, George. You can write this shit, but you can't say it. <laughs> but and I couldn't work it out while I was watching it. It wasn't until after that I I read up on it, and it's not actually Mark Hamill. Oh, I didn't read. It's a computer that has taken Mark Hamill's quotes from Star Wars and they have programmed it to say stuff as Mark Hamill. This is like every meme that I've ever seen where it's like AI writes Batman. Yes. And AI writes, yeah. (laughs) Batman cries because he is an orphan. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's fantastic. But uh, I would watch that. I would watch that. Joker gives Batman a present, but it's it's his parents and they're dead, and it's and Batman cries or whatever it was. It was just oh my god, I gotta find was, that and just glorious. frame it. Um, but yeah, Luke really took me out of it. And then you got one episode left of Boba. Yeah, let's just, just wrap it rushed. up. And look, yeah, it just like yes, it kind of resolved and great, and there was some fun action sequences and stuff, but. Yeah, like all of the story and the kind of stuff just didn't really, like it didn't really, I I wasn't, I didn't finish that feeling satisfied. Yes, yeah. Or really unsatisfied because it was a massive cliffhanger and I was really invested. It was just kind of like, okay, this is done. It was like a bad hand job. 
Like, sure, I wouldn't say no, but was I really satisfied at the end? I could probably have done better myself. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool to see Boba come in on the Rancor, which we all knew was coming. Um, I was just pissed off that there was no more Danny in it. Danny yeah, Trudeau I, should have been in like much more than the one brief moment he was in. Like even just have him rock up on the Rancor and then swap riders or something. Yes. I, although I did enjoy the whole Mandalorian being like, I got this, and then the Rancor just beating the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> that was that was a little bit fun. Um, but, yeah, I just it just felt like there was some tie-ins for the sake of tie-ins, not for mm-hmm. some actual value. Um, yeah, I, I, in hindsight... I should have sat down with the wife and watched The Mandalorian because that was a complete story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it stands alone and does its own thing and I wouldn't have had to explain anything. Um, On a side note, my kids have started watching Mandalorian. They're loving it. Like, like Lukey has been just obsessed with Baby Yoda for yep. ages. And he even calls him Grogu. So... Uh, but I sat them down to watch Star Wars once and Caitlin stayed the whole time. Lukey got a bit distracted. That's fair. Uh, which is fair. I mean, you know, I'll get them there. But, um, yeah, look, I came home from work one night after we'd watched, the night before we'd watched like two or three episodes together. And there they were sitting in front of the, the ATST episode, which is probably the most horrific one of them all and the most scary one. And they were, you know, uneasy, but I sat down next to them and they finished watching it very happily. All right, go Sorry. with it. Mm. Anyway, that was that was Boba. Yeah, it was it was okay. I've had better. <laughs> I still finished, so you know, in the end, we're good. Um, you didn't turn it off halfway through. No, that's it. <laughs> uh, next one that I actually finished. I think I said I finished this last time, but we didn't go further than that. Was Peacemaker. I'm trying to remember. Actually, we might have uh, not. It might have been coming up when we last talked. Yeah, I think I had finished it. You were still a couple of episodes behind. At Maybe last yeah, count. that that sounds familiar. Whether that was a conversation on air or off air, I don't know. Neither, but this has hands down probably my favourite series for a long time. <laughs> it just did it, everything right. It was stupid. In yes. all the right way, ways. And I loved right every ways. every moment of that stupidity. I love the fact that, like, it, it just, it worked. John Cena worked. Like, the mm-hmm. casting was just bang on in all of the right stupid-ass ways. The tie-in to the, the broad, <laughs> like, the Suicide Squad piece yep. made sense. The, the stupid... Like just the context and the 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 sheer enormity of the problem they were trying to solve. <laughs> I did love. I loved and hated when they're finally done and they walk out, and they're standing in front of them is you know nine tenths of the Justice League, right? Yeah, I loved that moment. In fact, you couldn't see Superman's head, but it was 
Jason Momoa and it was Ezra Miller. Miller, right? yeah. I love that moment. And then the, the fish joke mm-hmm. was great until Ezra's like, but you actually do. Like, I'm like, no, like, that that made no sense to me. Yeah, they, they tried to take it that one step. It was one step too far. Um, but as a whole, man, that, that show the was whole con- yeah. oh, hilarious. It was um, oh, just vigilante was something else. He was, it was incredible. Brilliant. Apparently he wasn't the first guy they had. They had some other guy start doing and oh wow! Then, yeah, like they had to replace him early on, but that guy was just insanely good. That character, oh, so good. Yeah, like I really enjoy the fact that the cast of Orange Is the New Black is still working. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed the, after the fact some interviews came out and, and the, you know key characters saying like, oh, "I didn't realize I was going to have such a key part in this," and they're like. Well, you're kind of engaged to the director, so maybe, <laughs> well, that <one>. maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a thing. Um, but yeah, it, it just did all the right things for me. It was the right tone, it was the right pace, it was the right level of stupid and fun, and still had moments of actual characters having actual feelings and giving you actual empathy. And then somebody literally did a human torpedo through a giant <laughs> space cow. <laughs> I love the first time that happened to like <laughs> and just straight smack bang into the wall. Oh yeah. my god. So good. <sighs> Such um, a good show. Yeah. Well, sign me up for any more of those that come out. I am so, so on board. Speaking of which, I just looked up. The last episode came out on the twenty second of Feb. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if we have talked about it or not. But in seeing that, there is another season coming oh, next year there is a god and he is merciful <laughs> oh i love it so yeah just as 2023 at this stage but there is a yep. season two episode one on imdb this is the best thing in the world and i mean and apart from so beyond those i've been a little bit slack apart from watching all of the invariable trailers for the upcoming things that i'm interested in moon knight uh, the Ms. Mm. Marvel Ms. Marvel trailer dropped. The Doctor Strange trailer dropped. Um, Probably not up your alley, but the Obi Wan trailer dropped as I well. I did, did see that. I'm, I'm almost curious. Mm. Um, Apparently, Ray Park, who plays Darth Maul in the the prequel, um, filmed some scenes, but they got cut, which is a shame. It'd be really cool to see Darth Maul in that yes. series. But anyway, quick, we're getting quick Vader. As- Quick aside, there is a new Star Wars Legion faction box that's been released that includes Darth Maul. Yes. Yes, I did see that. I'm trying not to buy any more Legion until I actually play the game. Doesn't sound like us at all. Um, <laughs> then look, try so, to be good. Uh, uh, so apart from so getting excited about upcoming things that I haven't yet been able to see, um, or avoiding spoilers for things that have come out that I haven't yet seen, cough the Batman, um, mm-hmm. or Paw Patrol. Um, the only thing I caught, and I only just recently caught a couple of episodes on, was The Boys Diabolical. Is it good? I haven't 
I haven't. I well, keep me. I never look at Amazon. That's the thing. I've got Amazon, but I never look at. I always look at Netflix. I always look at Disney. I never turn Amazon on, and I know it's there, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. So there's a couple that have come out recently that I'm a little bit interested. Is that there's Invincible. There's, and have, this is. Are we talking season one or season two of Invincible? I don't know. I don't know. So have you seen Invincible? No. Okay, so I, I, I binged like the first season in like a couple of days and it was good. I've, I don't know if there's a season two or not. I did see some meme saying, uh, leaning towards the fact that it might have been cancelled, but I don't know anything for sure. Uh, it's just the, the animated series has been released on a streaming platform as of like this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to show my the juvenile nature of my watch list, a spin-off from Big Mouth called Human Resources, <laughs> which is a, basically about the the office environment of the hormone monsters and such, which is going to be, I think it's going to be actually too stupid for anyone, but I'm curious. But The Boys Diabolical, it's 15-minute animated shorts mm-hmm. of different styles that have kind of gone that whole vision's concept where it's a different animation style the first one is very looney tunes the second one is a little bit more i don't know bob's burgers the third one is uh you know so they they change them up throughout i've watched a couple they're silly and it's you know sometimes a little bit interesting or hard to watch the boys style graphic gratuitous violence in a Looney Tunes animation style. (laughs) I didn't even think of it that way. Um, Which is very much what you get. Um, The second episode is something called something along the lines of, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but the title of the episode is Reject Superheroes Kill Their Parents. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this this is kind of the... (laughs) <laughs> the tone in which we are going. It doesn't progress the storyline. It is just shorts, animated, different styles, different things. Um, the second one is narrated by Christian Slater. Okay. Go figure. Um, but Good to see him getting work. Yeah, I know, about time. <laughs> I'm like, what's the last thing that Christian Slater did? Interview not- with a vampire? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah, I, it's been a while. Um, I assume he only got older, but the voice hasn't changed really. Yeah, um, yeah look, as far as, you know, 10, 15 minutes stupidity, yes. Is it something I need to get invested in? No, but I don't need to because they're short. Um, <laughs> See, I'm very intrigued because, I mean, I love the boys. And I, in saying that, I love the boys' comics. Mm-hmm. The show is good, mm-hmm. but it is a, a shade of what's in the comics. Yeah. Because- and what's, what's interesting out of this is I've seen just out of the trailer of this, them introducing characters from the comics that we have not seen in the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is what's his face with the, the hand hammers and mm-hmm. – in these, because they're going through the comics looking for other opportunities to show other parts of the world, which is kind of fun. Um, but yes. Yeah, I'm just looking up Christian Slater and I'm not seeing an awful lot. I'm seeing a few 
voice acting things. And I didn't know he was alive. Um, although I did hear, and it's not even on IMDb, but I did hear that he is signed up for Young Guns 3. <laughs> they are not allowed to call that Young Guns. I know. <laughs> I mean, look, I love the first one. The second one, yeah. But it has been a year or two since the second one. <laughs> um, great podcasting material here, but uh, Young Guns. Young Guns 2, 1990. Yeah, that's that's a while ago now. Young Guns Three, al- alias Billy the Kid, twenty twenty two. That's that's not a good choice. And um, I mean, honestly, yeah. if your career is now doing sequels to movies that were popular when Young Guns first came out, I mm-hmm. feel like that's an indicator. Um, <laughs> that being said, I reckon I would watch either a remake or a sequel to The Quick and the Dead. I don't think I ever saw it. It, it, it. Early Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, early Leonardo was good. Like What's in Gilbert Grape was still fantastic. Oh, yes. I mean, I Inception, Inception is, but... was – Leonardo DiCaprio is actually one of those actors that kind of annoys me and I avoid films that he is in. Mm-hmm. And it really irritates me when he's in things that I like, a.k.a. Inception. Yeah. And it's even worse when he's good in them. Yes. I don't know why I find him so irks, but he irks me. Um, uh, that is legitimately about all of the watching that isn't Paw Patrol or Blaze or any of these other type things that seem to consume at least my mornings. Um, that is fair. That is fair. I've got, I mean, I've got a couple of other things I can add. Nothing of any worth, though. So TV-wise, the only other series that I have watched, started watching and finished watching, and I can't believe I'm going to say this on air, is Pam and Tommy. <gasps> but it does have Sebastian Stan. Which Sebastian Stan is really good in it. Like, and the looks- chick playing Pamela is really close to being Pamela, I reckon. I mean, not being a Pamela aficionado, aficionado expert. Yeah. Uh but, like, she just sounds and looks like what I think Pamela should sound and look like. Yeah, it's just, you know, Baywatch. That, yeah. That's that's my frame of reference, really. Yeah. But look, yeah. I like the fact that they've made them a little bit more human, but I just I can't get over a lot of those kind of promo shots where Sebastian Stan dressed as Tommy with all of the tats and the – it just looks awkward and out of place. He spends a lot of time walking around in speedos in the show, and there's and there is one point I will say that like Seth Rogen's in it, and I think behind a lot of it as well, which kind of gives you an indication of what kind of show it is. Um, you know, serious, but still with that hint of stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an episode, it's like episode two or three, where Tommy's on pills. And he's having a conversation with his penis. And his penis is animatronic and talking back. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was interesting. I found myself, I kept watching it and I finished it. Um, yeah, could I recommend it? No. 
Would I recommend you stay away from it? No. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Look, what I, fe- I feel like you know what you're getting into, yes. right? But it does make me think that at some stage during this episode, I probably need to insert the Baywatch theme. <laughs> All right. And as an, a completely unrelated aside, I was way back in the day when we were allowed to do things and whatnot, having dinner on South Bank and there was a group, a musical group busking and they were touring around Australia funding themselves with their busking. Mm-hmm. selling CDs and I was like yeah cool they seem alright and whatnot." and it was the moment that they busted out the Baywatch theme is like I need to buy whatever these guys are selling <laughs> and to this day in my car there is a CD that skips a little bit now from a group <laughs> that <laughs> you have no idea who they are and hopefully they got around Australia okay <laughs> and I hope they got back to whatever European country they were travelling from <laughs> um, but yeah Baywatch theme. It was the best. Oh, dear. TV-wise, that's it for me. Movies, I have watched a couple of movies on Netflix, um, neither of which I can recommend. So I watched The Colony, which is some sort of science fiction-y thing with one of the guys from Game of Thrones in it. Not to be confused with The Colony, which is a different film. Yes, totally. It's Uh, also us, but... Yes, yeah. Look, um, yeah, nah, switch that one off. And the other one was Seventh Son, which I watched because my favourite Iron Maiden album of all time is Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. I'm like, if this is vaguely, you know, like the, you know, album, because the album's like a, a theme album. What do they call that? Theme album. I've gone blank. Concept. Concept. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, if it's anything like that, that could be good. And it was just called Seventh Son. And then, you know, this guy goes looking. It has Kit Harrington in it. He's doing a lot at the moment. At anyway. the start. Oh. <laughs> He's in it very briefly. <laughs> um, and then this guy who was actually Jeff Bridges goes looking for another Seventh Son. And it happens to be the, the whole seventh son of a seventh son thing. And I got very excited. And then I realized it's nothing to do with the, the concept. It's just a more well-known uh, legend than I knew about it. I just knew the maiden. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff Bridges, Kit Harrington, briefly. Uh, the main bad chick is Julianne Moore, who won an award for this movie. So, a Razzie, and it was well-deserved. Um, yeah, avoid that. Um, and then the other one is the Batman. I did see that. We'll and on a, a scale of, well, keep a spoiler free, but on a scale of one to, yes, you need to stop everything you're doing, skip a day of work and go to the cinema tomorrow, to get to it when you can. What was the scale again? One to three? One to ten? I don't know. <laughs> It's probably it's it's probably a good seven and a half eight, right? Um, there are things going for it. There are things that could have been done better. Like it's a three hour movie. It's probably a good two and a quarter, two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be three. There are things that happen in it, and like you know, when people see it, I will discuss it more on length. Um, 
but I like the way that Batman is. Like, he is a detective, but he's also, this is basically year two Batman. So yep. he's on his feet, but he's not Batman yet. And um, uh, it's a really interesting concept, especially after seeing Batfleck as yeah. kind of 40 year old version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this time, yeah, it's it's they've gone from Dark Knight Returns to to Year Two, and um, Mister Sparkle is actually a decent Batman. He <laughs> Matt Reeves based has been quoted many places in saying that that he's based his Bruce Wayne off Kurt Cobain as this sort of moody, famous person that doesn't really want to be famous. And I get that idea. Unfortunately, went to the kind of the emo hair a bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot less Bruce Wayne than Batman. Batman's on screen more. Okay. And, you know, it's it's decent. It's very cool. I will, you know, like I said, I'll discuss it more when, when with people when they've seen it. But um, it's an interesting take on it. It's, it's kind of like... Batman trying to be seven. You know, it's got that whole, it's got a very seven feel about it. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's interesting. I am, you know, only having seen A, the trailers and B, the other stuff and see what people have kind of commentary around it. And I've been pretty good at avoiding spoilers for it, which is mm-hmm. glorious. Um, yeah, I am, I'm still intrigued. I'm still so curious about how they pull off a young Batman because I will say as much as I love the, the, you know, Christian Bale type Batman Mm -hmm. thing, he got really competent really quick. Yeah. Um, Batman's not overly competent yet in this. Like he's getting there. There are aspects of it, but you know, there are Riddler clues that Riddler leaves behind that, uh, so a, a person sitting in the audience gets before Batman says the answer. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, I don't know if there's plans for more, if there's how they're going to play it That's out. The first one of a trilogy has been signed up for three. We'll see. That is mm. cute. But, you know, hopefully what they it lets them do is progress that and show him gaining the competency, gaining the mm-hmm. insight, gaining all of those kind of, you know, mad Batman, Batman things that we expect from Justice League Batman. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, no Jim Carrey Riddler, but... <laughs> That's a good thing. I will say there is, I mean, there is a throwaway Easter egg in this film which hints towards... Like the Easter egg is a Batman villain, right? A Batman villain who has never been seen on TV or movies before. And my God, if they decided to do him in the second one, like finally of, Clock King. Yes, I know. No, <laughs> Calendar Man. <sighs> I'm only doing it on New Year's Day now. Um. Yeah, like this is the one of my favorite villains and one of my favorite storylines. And it's just it's just a throwaway piece, but it's so obviously like it's name dropped throwaway, you know? Name drop of the villain, not the character's name. So 
<laughs> yeah, I would be. I would be very keen. Rather than let's let's do something other than a villain that we've seen before. And I mean, Colin Farrell's Penguin was great. Um, Catwoman was great. Riddler was fantastic. But we've seen all three of those before. Oh, absolutely! Like we've now done Bane. We've now done Joker. We've got even had the Ra's al Ghul. We've had mm-hmm. you know so many. And the Batman Rogues Bat Gallery is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and there's some interesting ones that aren't Kite Man. Um. <laughs> Kite man, uh, you know, there's there's some there's some good yeah. options there. Yeah, I mean, and we don't have to go Batmite. Uh- <laughs> Let's not go Batmite in a movie. <laughs> Batmite is great for an animated show. He is not movie material. It's the only thing it is good for. <laughs> um, anywho, yeah, I'm I'm very curious. All right, so that's maybe a next week problem. We'll, we'll deal yep. with that when we come to it. Um, let's go. Again, less less constructive things, but things I've spent money on, which again I think I've been relatively well behaved. I don't know how, because I've been at throw the dice a little bit, and I always tend to leave with something. Um, but um, as he writes down more things that he remembers he bought. Um, but I mean, stuff that I've I've gone to. Apart from just restocks of shit that you constantly need, the, the glue. I mean, now also my restocks involve more resin and gloves and other shit there that are all showing up randomly at the moment. Thank you, Amazon. Um, I have decided, and dub I decided, I can't help myself, so it wasn't really a conscious thing, but diving into the AK Interactive paints at the moment um so a lot of those nights at throw the dice have just involved me walking out with just another paint set yep um which i mean uh 30 odd bucks for six paints it's not a bad price i feel like i'm doing all of the right things by supporting my local it gives me the warm and fuzzies um the downside to all of this is i have once again run out of paint storage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and by default now have ordered more paint racks. Um, Your paint I, racks go up though, don't they? Yeah. Right. So now, As I, opposed I, to mine that go around my desk and there's only probably half or one that I could probably fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the ones that go up are full, and so I've ordered more ones that go up, um, and then the ones that go around are also full, and I've ordered more of those. Um just and I don't have paint to go in them yet, but I feel like that then enables me to buy paint to go in them, which is the yep. important thing, really. And you'll um, buy more paint, and then buy too much paint, and then you'll need more of these. And yeah. the just, circle of life continues. It, but it's actually becoming a bit of an issue to the point where I'm running out of desk space of where I can reach things. So mm-hmm. currently, currently, I'm sort of sitting in the front of my desk and I am surrounded by paint. It kind of goes the full 180 around my desk where I sit um, in various racks for, you know, dropper bottles and pots and little tubes and shit. Um, but everything is full and there is now basically a full 180 of paint around me. And I'm not sure how to logistically manage it without having to go further up somehow but i'm not sure how to do that it's are you using all of these paints like are there some that you can put in a box or something to take out on the odd occasion no i did that okay all right cool carry on um yeah so there is no there's a box somewhere 
with paint that I'm not actually probably going to use and need to do something with. But anyway, the rest is all here. Um, the options are limitless. So anyway, um, the AK paints I really, really like uh, just from the little bit I've played with, um, which is a problem. Um mainly because I have the, the Pokemon approach, but I, I feel like what's happening at the moment and the way I'm justifying this is this is probably the range that I will move to for kind of my everyday, just if I'm using acrylic paint, that is probably what I'm going to move to. They kind of, for a comparison, have the same kind of flow and feel and um, finish as the Vallejo model color range so it's that little bit more matte um very similar kind of consistency but i feel like they are cover better the pigmentation is better so you get better coverage um and they're a little bit richer in the colors and they've got a little bit more of the because the model color i mean there's a billion colors but half of them are german field gray um and i don't have that problem with these so i I am legitimately, as sort of colors run out, I'm sort of going for the equivalent of that in the AK now. The metallics seem really nice. I need to play with them sort of more a little bit, but it's all good news, um, which is a thing. I like it when I find paint I like. Um, but again, I have paint sitting in the little boxes it came in at the moment because it doesn't fit into the rack, and that's a problem. Anywho, um, I bought more paint. That's important. What else did I buy? Oh, I, in my endless endeavor to buy or to find spray paint I like because my airbrush is still clogged and I can't be fucked dealing with that right now um, is the moral of the story. So I've been undercoating with a rattle can. The black is fine. I'm happy with the black. It's really hard to find a good white that isn't Games Workshop, disappointingly, because the Games Workshop white is good it sprays nice but it will cost you your soul and i refuse to pay it yeah um so i did try some graffiti paints and got a, a that had actually really good reviews and it might be a me problem this could have been a user error but i've already written them off um the, <laughs> the black the black is good i'm using the black i really enjoy that one um but the white is the first one in a while that left like a really powdery kind of finish on yep. stuff did not like um so i've just picked up a can of the vallejo um which i've heard wonderful things about the vallejo spray which is cheaper for the same amount uh, than in g-dub and the kicker is that they actually package each of the cans with different caps so you get like your standard spray and then like a fine spray okay um so you can bounce between those mm-hmm which I think is a, a nice little addition. So we're going to give that a red hot crack. And I'm really hoping that is a, a, a new world that opened up to me when I can't be bothered unclogging my airbrush, which is frequently. Um, so the paint, paint rack officially. Um, <laughs> I've been using to clip things off sprue for probably the last five years, if not longer, um, a pair of side cutters that I bought in a packet at Bunnings for about three bucks. And I got them and some pliers and some other Mm -hmm. stuff and they've done the job for the last however long. And it's been glorious, right? Um, 
but they're getting a little bit dull and I would like to sometimes do a little bit less cleanup. Uh, and I did at one stage try a pair of the stupidly expensive, like Gundam modeling clippers that somebody had in store and clipped a bunch of sprue needlessly. and went, Oh, these are lovely. Maybe I should buy nice ones. And then I think I used your G dub ones. I went, mm-hmm. These actually aren't terrible. But again, I don't particularly want to pay GW prices for something I'm sure I can get an equivalent. Um, so I've just picked up a pair, <laughs> Rich, um, stocks, a lot of the Modi FX stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have got like $10 clippers. And I'm like, I understand you've got $10 clippers and they're probably a really good entry level clipper. But what I want is something I can compare to, let's say, the GW ones and not pay the G-Dub prices, but they also have the premium clippers, which may be the same clippers with a different colored handle. I don't know, but I bought those, and so they are my new – I have – I now have nice clippers for clipping plastic things off sprue nicely, and I have the side cutters I've been using from Bunnings for the last however long I can use just to hack shit up, which is glorious. Excellent. So that was important. Um, Other stuff that has happened – that was the thing I wrote down before. So we all know the, the the tufts and grass and shit you can get for things. And, you know, tufts have been the the, the latest thing for however long. Um, Gamers Grass recently bought out like a new laser cut. They're laser cut pre-colored like leaves mm-hmm. or plants. So they're actual like plants, multiple leaves and, and things like that. And they come in different varieties of plants that I don't know about. Um and you can basically, but I think they're like laser cut out of card or something similar. I don't know, but Rich got some of those in. I'm like, I need to try these. Um, so I bought, I bought a thing of plants, and I'm not entirely sure I'm going to use it for, but I'm pretty excited you about have them. The, I now have them because I couldn't not have them. They are um, your plants. The good news is, is when I was going, right, what am I going to do with these? I'll put them away in the drawer of all the basing stuff that I have. So I put them in the drawer and I found like three packets of tufts so that I didn't know I'd bought at some stage. So I have like all these other tufts. I'm like, this is the best. If I need to base things um, and I actually get around to it, this is, this is amazing. You've just got to remember you've got a basing drawer. I do. It's yeah. It's all the way over there. It's a problem. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I bought those. Um, I did back a bit of a Kickstarter for some terrain files again. These are kind of more kill teamy necromundary forty k e style, more futuristic stuff. But yeah. I thought they would work well potentially for Marvel in a, a little bit of a spaceport type situation, that um, good. and potentially for you know either a necromunda or a kill team or any of those other games. They they look relatively easy to print, which is the the winner for me. If it doesn't come in a billion pieces, I'm interested. <laughs> um, and again, because you're only buying files, like they're like, oh, the whole thing of like 400 thing, 400 buildings is 80 bucks. I'm like, that's a bargain. Forgetting that I also have to buy the filament and pay for the electricity and do the slicing and spend the time printing it and then listen to my wife complain that the printer is keeping her awake because she can hear it from the garage. Um, but it seems like a brilliant idea. Um, but speaking of terrain... And I'll claim it as purchased because it is in exchange for services rendered. Um, Fox from Hobby Homies fame has asked me to do uh, a little bit of painting on his behalf. 
Um, and in return, because I'm very bad at charging people any kind of market rate and the barter system is underrated at the best of times, um, <laughs> I said, I have a printer and I have files and I can print my own stuff, but that seems like an effort. How about I will paint things and you supply me with more terrain because that is a mild addiction that I have. So he's done a, mild. a a box of again um and this is kind of more kind of fantasy ruined village fishing village there's a lot of piers and and little walkways and stuff so again this screams mordheim um which is a thing that may need to happen again there's so many games we need to play again yes um but there's a whole box of that that he showed I handed to me the other day and I went, oh crap, now I actually have to do the painting that I said I would do. Um, but that's fine. That was glorious. Uh, and uh, a certain Kickstarter arrived that I'd forgotten. I also, for some reason, took part in for an expansion that doesn't necessarily work without the core game. But it seemed like a brilliant idea at the time. Uh, so that also showed up and I have to do something with that at some stage. But I'm going to stop. I think that is everything I've purchased over the last however long, which seemed like I spoke for a while, but I don't think there was that much. Colin May, a little from Colin B. I don't think I bought much. <laughs> I I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I did buy the Undead um, Blood Bowl team, and so far I've put together a white, a ghoul, and a mummy. Didn't you have an Undead Blood Bowl team? No, I have a Necro. <gasps> ah, I see what's happened yes. here. Yes, and I don't know what I'm going to use them for, whether I'm going to use them for a college of death. Um, That's the idea. Um, Thank you. But at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily mind playing Necro officially. So do I – it just becomes a matter of how do I do it, then I can use use them for both. But we'll work that out. Um, I did purchase – it was kind of a spur of the moment, Rich, can you order me this in because I have a voucher and I need to spend it on something. Um, but I did get the 2021 Alman, Alman, Almanac. Almanac? Almanac? Oh, yes. Almanac, Almanac. I need to watch Back to the Future more. Uh, for Blood Bowl. So it contains spikes 11, 12, and 13. So every page out of those three spikes, which I already have, I was going to say shelf. You own those, yes. Yep, good. Yeah, pretty much. Like the the extent of what I purchased this almanac for was 
like four pages of how to play Dungeon Bowl multiplayer and probably about the same of how to include star players in your league as permanent fixtures of your team, which we kind of did to some degree in a previous league anyway. But yes. official rules. Um, but I, I felt that was that was a good purchase. I think I got eight pages out of that 80-odd that's in there that were yep. new and... <laughs> But they're important pages. They are important that I could pages. have gotten off the web, but now I have in book form that I can hold in my little hands. And book form is my favourite form. I I tried to play a game, and we'll get it. Oh no, we got into this in a previous episode. I played a game of Warhammer Six a while ago, and I have a PDF of the rules mm-hmm. because that is one of the few editions I don't own multiple copies of the rulebook for. Um, and fuck, that's a pain in the bum. I don't like, want to I, scroll through PDFs to do anything. I want to flip through pages hmm. in every instance. Um, so I fully endorse this. Uh, yeah, I am totally Which, the same. Uh, the only other thing I've really bought is uh, worth mentioning, let's say, is uh, HeroQuest. So HeroQuest finally came out at work and I'm like, well, I need one of those. And ironically enough, I did play a game of HeroQuest, which I'll talk about at a later point on a forthcoming episode, um, two days before I got my copy delivered. Uh, delivered because I was in ISO, so one of my workmates kindly dropped it off for me. But now I have HeroQuest in my hot little hands, and I don't know if I'll use it very much like because I'm doing this campaign at the moment of HeroQuest with friends using another friend's copy of the game. But the fact is I had HeroQuest as a kid and now I have it again. And if, you know, for example, my brother comes around and wants to bust it out for a night or two, I have it and we have that capability. We have the technology. It is amazing what nostalgia will force you to do. And I felt so good doing it too, to be quite honest, apart from the price tag, but let's let's not go into that. Uh, purchases, that's pretty much it. I have had a couple of things delivered though. So uh, you skirted around the topic, but Marvel United, the X-Men version, the Kickstarter mm-hmm. of that arrived. So I now have heaps of Marvel United X-Men characters and villains and anti-heroes and all the rest of it and i am itching to play that now uh but also last night the or yesterday the batman dark the dark knight board game turned up which is god it's an impressive piece so i got the deluxe edition yeah Yeah, the deluxe edition comes with miniatures but like you know they there's they're nice miniatures the boxing is incredible the Dice, there's some dice that have little batarangs off the sides of them, so they're technically D6s, but they're actually D4s because they've got these wings on them. Uh, it just looks so pretty, and it's it's a one-to-two-player game. And from the looks of the quick look through the books, at the books, at the front covers of the books that I've done so far, I think it's mostly a one-player game. It so looked like be, that just from yeah. the, the couple of things you shared. So I think that'll be fun to just sit down and and play. I'm excited. I'm, it's hard but, to find a decent one player. Like I just want to spend some time hmm. doing a thing that 
isn't necessarily productive, but is amusing. Um, and there yeah. are games that you can play one player, but it's not the same as the multiplayer experience. You're, you're playing the same game, but you're playing it with yourself, and then you've got remembered bits and pieces to do yeah. at various points, and, and it's the experience is not the same, whereas I think this might be my first really one-player game. So I'm excited about that. So, that yeah, two Kickstarters that I backed a while ago uh, have turned up pretty much similar sort of times. Which is like Christmas because when really when is. did you actually back those? Like how far back? I mean, Marvel United we've talked about mm-hmm. on episodes. So, like, you gave me motivation, let's say. Um, but I looked it up for Batman – yeah, it was March last year is when I when it was successful. Yeah. So 12 months ago. Yeah. That's cool. And it's I great am... to be able to say, you know, to the wife, I mean, that that, that box that turned up, you know, she'd say, oh, I saw the Batman game upstairs. I'm like, it doesn't look great. I mean, that's from a Kickstarter that I paid for a year ago. So no money has come out of the gout recently for it. <laughs> that's free money. Like it's basically a free game that you've got out of that, which is the best. It is my favorite one. I'm like, oh yeah, I ordered this like ages ago. I haven't spent like, this isn't something I purchased recently. Um, I clearly would have spoken to you about any, you know, large investments that I made, but I did that. Oh, did you forget that conversation? Because it was 18 months ago. Yeah, that's fair. Um, That, That conversation that we never had in the first place. It's not the point. (laughs) <laughs> it's in the past stop, stop living in the past um, but so, that's it I mean that's that's it for, for acquisitions let's say um, shall we talk actual hobby oh, let's stuff that we actually did and I suppose I have done some amount of painting in the last however long or hobby related things and actually doing things. And that doesn't even count just hitting print on things and hoping that they worked, um, of which there's been a little bit of, but let's skip past that. That's not interesting. People don't care what they do care about. And when I say they care, let's not be really, let's no. Um, look, we I think, care about telling you. Uh, yeah. What, what I want you to know about, um, I think, look, realistically, since we last give uh, a bit of a hobby update, I did finish off the the, the werewolf piece that I had been working mm-hmm. on quite yep. a chunk. Um, and so that was a, a pretty big uh, printed piece from Adam over at Adra Labs. Um, but I, I actually saw that model in his house talking about some other stuff or picking something up. I can't even remember now. And it, it kind of it ring the bell of, you know, back in the day, um, some of the, the old vinyl statues that dad had and it was his birthday. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to paint this and give it to him. Um, and what was funny is so I had spent far too long painting a thing um, and, and doing whatnot. That, that's normally what I do. And I dropped it around one night and I sort of went, oh, look, here's a thing for you. And he went, oh, yeah, that's cool. And rah, rah, and we chatted and it was about, an hour into the conversation where I said something about it, I had to stop before I did something silly, like give him a tartan shirt. And he's like, Oh wait, did, did you, did you paint that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't just buy a random ass statue that, that 
doesn't seem to be any value, but I thought I would actually spend some time doing a thing given that you're the one that kind of introduced me to everything. And he's like, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Chalk that up as a win. Uh, really time of value. But anyway, uh, <laughs> turns out I could have just bought him a thing and claimed. Um, we did him, spent a bunch of time. That was kind of fun. It was a little bit of an exercise in A, upscaling. It was B, a bit of an exercise in trying to do some work on ambient light, mm-hmm. on, on moonlight and things and a little bit mildly failed in that regards to be honest um there was a whole issue i came to at the end when i kind of decided to put a backdrop on but i painted the moon onto the backdrop and then it ruined my light source (laughs) because it was behind him and that would mean that the front was darker than the back but that wouldn't look any good so i had to then come up with a a secondary light source to put on or ditch the backdrop or uh, anyway we got there in the end i kind of just have the the sun was the other direction yeah the sun Look, was facing him the moon was behind him that old chestnut of, yeah. of day night um <laughs> so anyway that was kind of the first piece we did we finished that off it was bigger than i intended i took far too long but we're there um the second one which we spoke about on a whole other episode so i'm not going to go into but i did do black panther from the marvel united series um and that was very much part of our most recent painting event piece so if you want to care want to know about that one go back to that i talk more about it um but again it was kind of uh, an excuse to start dabbling in that animated cell shading chibi kind of style that they used um Mm -hmm. for that which was super fun um and actually didn't take stupidly long so i may need to paint some more at some stage Um, i've got a whole heap of x-men you you do enjoy um i i also have some x-men it turns out (laughs) go figure um i did prime another two of those and then only painted the one for the event so you know we'll see there's some there sitting primed if I I find myself bored uh, and in need. Um, When I got excited about Warhammer 6th edition, which is still an ongoing mild Mm -hmm. infatuation, um, I remembered my own advice from years gone past when I was doing my, it must have been my Nurgle Beastman army for for Warhammer. And I was like, right, if you're going to actually go all out and try and make something awesome. What you can't do is get gun shy because of the cost of the parts. Um, and this is kind of when I started going, Oh, I can't cut that model up because it's a, you know, $150 model. Bullshit. Yes, you can. Because if the outcome is awesome, just go with it. Um, so I tried not to restrict myself from that. Anywho, I took my own advice and I was having a play with ideas for lists for this whole kind of orc corn army thing that I was playing around Mm -hmm. with and the corks. Um, And I had this whole idea of, yes, the dragon is a cool concept and we'll come back to that. Um, But this idea of an orc that has been kind of promoted to demonhood because he's such a badass is also such a really cool idea. Um, and it also lets you fit some more models into a list, which is kind of cool. Um, so an orc demon prince 
was kind of the idea that I went. I was, I was kind of scrounging through the box to go, all right, what can I possibly use for this? And I remembered I had an old original metal Bellacore mm-hmm. model um, that, you know, I bought ages ago and it's been sitting in a box as one of those. It was a super cool model when it came out. I should paint it one day kind of piece. Um, and I went, he is possibly my favorite Demon Prince model. But I shouldn't do that. A, nostalgia, but B, let's just have a quick look on eBay what uh, a Bellacor is going for at the moment. Now he's out of production and they've done the new one and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not talk about that number uh, because it gave me mild uh, you know, heart failure. Um and then I, my, my own little voice popped into my head and went, that's, A, you're not selling it, so you're not getting that amount yeah. of money. Let's not no. pretend. Um, and secondly, we don't take into account the cost of the model when we're trying to come up with a cool idea. So I have since cut up Balakor. Um, Excellent. And, and smashed him. Look, he's still very work in progress. I have various bits of sort of black orc and some plastic art axe and uh the i think it's part of the arm of the Korgorath, the big stompy thing from the old corn start set that okay. came in the age of sigma starter um as like his chest armor and there's a lot of bits kind of blue tacked together to work out how they will fit and whatnot when i when i hack him up so he's currently sitting in a a semi composed state there um, with various bits of blue tack and stuff to try and understand how it's going to pose. Um, so that is a partially done piece. I've also decided that he desperately needs to sit on some kind of throne. So I've been playing with different files and configurations and things to print something that he could stand on and point angrily at uh, from. So that has been that can has you, been. Can kind you put of- him on like a? I'm going to say palindrome, but that's totally not the word. Um, uh, a palanquin. Yes. Palanquin. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, look, I know it doesn't actually make sense um, that he could be sitting on, I've you know, got an actual chair, um, but he could get off if he wanted to, and he's got wings and little claws. Mm-hmm. He could grip it by the husk. And because he's an African swallow, not a European one, um, <laughs> I've just decided it would be a cool piece and fuck the practicalities of him carrying his chair around with him um so yeah i'm currently trying to work out how he's going to fit on a chair um and and kind of cleaning some bits up and and green stuffing detail and whatnot so he's been fun um but i have beheaded a balacore to get there which hurts a little bit no but i feel like i feel like it's a good it's a good result um so there's that, and then the ongoing piece that is is actually kind of nice. I just sit down when I'm not feeling particularly motivated to do something and just potter away at um, is really batch painting some of these Infinity models I was doing for said Fox because um, I've got myself a little bit of a process or a system and I'm actually getting some, some sort of runs on the board and they're all kind of kicking along now, so it – Look, it still takes time. It's still things, but it's kind of the painting that you can do without breaking your brain, um, which is lovely. 
helps because sometimes you just want to feel productive. Um, So there's now, look, there's two, maybe three done and another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a pretty closely finished state. Um, They'll take another couple of nights to do some some shading and some highlighting. And I think there's two more in the box that I haven't looked at yet. But I'm pretty happy with progress, which is good because it also gives you that that feeling with batching where you do like 10 models and you're like, oh, they're done. I've just finished 10 things. I'm yes. super productive. <laughs> well, with me, it's, it's like that, but it takes you three months to get there. So you're like, uh, all right, finally <laughs> runs on the board. Look, it's 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 taken me a while to get there, but I feel like I've I've kind of bounced between projects, which is my justification. Hmm. And I honestly don't feel like I've done heaps of hobby. I mean, I, th- I think I've probably done some because that they, they said the werewolf took ages. Um, there's a couple of pieces that took longer than I thought they would take, um, and then you know I've had to do painting events that we ran um, and <laughs> oh, and some geez. other stuff. I know, right? But so I think there probably was time, but yeah, it just hasn't been dedicated to these guys. I just keep coming back to them and just ticking away. And it's, it's nice to have, honestly, just that piece of having models like ready to paint. So you can just sit down and apply paint and not stress about, I need to prime or I need to clean or Mm -hmm. I need to assemble. Like you can just put paint to model. It's really relaxing sometimes, which is glorious. Um, But that's probably about all I've done, I think. Yeah, still, it's still a lot more than me. So, like, you know, be, strap yourself in, people, because this is going to be thirty seconds of a wild ride. Um, so I finished my corn team. Corn is done. Corn is good. Uh, really, actually, I was quite happy with how they turned out. Uh, but again, it was it was that whole batch painting thing that you know I didn't have them marked off until they were all done, and they were not all done until I did the bases, and I did the bases all together. So, uh, so you know, what did I do after that? Is I moved on to a project which is exactly the same. <laughs> I need to sort of, I will need to batch paint. I'm doing a dungeon ball team, mm-hmm. College of Shadows. And I had this great idea at the start that I was going to base coat them all black and then I was going to dry brush them completely. And that was, yeah, we're just going to be dry brushed so you'd see bits of black and it would be bits of color and like they were running through the shadows. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I did one up, I dry brushed him and I do not like him. So I got disheartened and then I thought, well, what, what else can I do? And so I picked up another one and I just started doing these like little stripes of color. So kind of like reverse cell shading almost. Mm-hmm. And I've just been slowly working on him and I've gotten him to now to a point where I've got to do a little bit more on the tail and then he's good to go, I think, apart from the base. And then I've just got uh, one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen more to do in that style. But again, that first one is is kind of working out the process. Yeah, right? it's definitely working out the process, and that's going to be the longer one. And then I can mix them up because this is College of um, College of Shadows, so it's Dark Elves, Skaven, and Goblins. Goblins. Thank you very much. So 
I can do all the goblins as one batch, and then I can do all the Skaven as one batch, and I can do all the Dark Elves as another. So we'll work on it that way. Uh, it will be a lengthy process, I'm thinking. Uh, but the thing is, I haven't had anything to sort of, uh, sort of mix that up and give me a bit of a break hobby-wise. Mm -hmm. I've sort of been just doing like a, a colour a night or whatever. Um, You've given me some beautifully 3D printed Marvel guys. So I think the goal tomorrow is to work out the appropriate size bases for them. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just thinking now, but Marvel, is there more than two size bases for Marvel? There's, there's three. There's three. There's okay. the Hulk, Hulk sized one. Yep. Then kind of the the regular big one and then the yep. normal sized, whatever it is. Is it on the cards? It is on the cards, isn't it? Surely. Surely. Anyway, so I just got to work out the right type of bases and then stick them on a base and undercoat them so they will be good to go. And ideally, hopefully, do them mostly with contrast like I've done the rest of the Marvel. And, um, you know, that can be a good sort of break from the line after line after line after line of, you know, drugs that I've been doing, trying to get the line after line after line of paint on. You, you got to do one before the other. That's okay. it, you know. <laughs> Whatever gets you through it, isn't it? Um, but that's it. That's it for hobby for me. So I have, I mean, I've been putting paint on model most days this year. I think I've missed, it's either two or three. But the amount of paint that I've been doing has not been considered. No. It hasn't been big. Words fail English. Me but good. I also, like, I've, I've really, I think in the last kind of month or two, I've really realized how much playing games gets me excited to paint models. Yes. Like, and I feel like what we haven't done a lot of is play games that require painted models. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've done some, you know, zombie side and some other stuff, awesome, blah, blah, where I've got a painted team and I don't need to worry about it. You just pull it out of the shelf, that guy off the shelf, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I haven't played a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, now I'm super pumped to do some hobby for it. Um, yeah, so it's been a, a rough one. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm looking, um, I need more games and then, you know, the other thing, I mean, the other thing that's been keeping me busy is the Xbox and I've been spending a little bit of time on that, which takes me away from the painting. Uh, and a lot of the, the streaming that I've been doing recently has been more focused on, for example, playing Blood Bowl on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And that's been my kind of, you know, escape. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to well, when I was a kid, when I was a younger man, let's say, uh, shit day at work, come home, I'd stick Quake 3 in the PC and I would stick myself on God mode and just shoot the crap out of people. Not, you know, real life people, just the AI. And that would be my release and it was good. Uh, now my release is I'll play Blood Bowl against like a halfling team or a goblin team and see how many of them I can injure with my 2300k chaos murder kill team with claw and mighty blow and block and guard and all of the above 
and, and God, I love tentacles. I've got tentacles on a minotaur, and it's just great. <laughs> that minotaur. is. Look, did I say minotaur? You minotaur. did say minotaur. Well, he is I, yours. Oh, I've been listening to the Bonehead podcast too much, and they say minotaur. Yeah. And it's just, it just, I mean, guys, you're English. Stop it. Um, I was, yeah. I was actually going to pick that up and go, oh, "What is the correct pronunciation of this?" Um, but then I, I refrained. I, I really stopped myself from doing that. But you do it yourself I mean, if you want. It's, it's probably Minotaur. That, yeah. like, if if English guys who are actually very good with their their words on said podcast, unlike other said podcasts that. Other are less are on, good. Are less good with me fail English. That's impossible. Um, I'd be more surprised if they got it wrong than if they got it right. But I don't want to look into it because Minotaur is just easier. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been playing a bit of Blood Bowl on the Xbox, streaming a little bit of that, which is great. Um, but the other thing, oh, the, the thing I, I did forget to mention is that uh, what I'm seeing in the last couple of days is some really good hobby conversation on the Discord and painting pictures and, and you know, a couple of people popping up some really good stuff, mm-hmm. yourself included, um, but, you know, Dylan as well. Um, T8 Mars has been doing some amazing painted stuff and that's that started to get me more in the mood. Yep. So... The other, the other half, though, to, to back to your Xbox comment is mm. that that is like legitimately I have X amount of time in a day that I can devote to a pastime of my choosing. And that is yes. generally between, you know, 7.30 and 11.30 at night. Um, so if that is not painting, it's either painting or it's something else. It's hobby or it's something, um, you know, so that has – Playing and I, I have also, you know, started a new team on the Xbox uh, on Blood Bowl. I maybe grabbed a copy of Blood Bowl for Steam because there's a couple of people playing on Steam as well. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, I can play on multiple platforms. This isn't a problem. Um, so had a few games on both of those. And it, again, there's there's a week of hobby gone yep. that I haven't done because I've been playing Blood Bowl. And but there's nothing wrong with playing Blood Bowl. I really enjoy playing that. And to be fair, I so I'm running a – I started a Bretonian team on Steam because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, these guys are gone. Well, I did talk about nobility and that's basically old school nobility. Let's yep. let's have a bit of a play with them. Um, and that's been fun. However, I started a Lizardman team on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Now, Lizardman were my first ever Blood Bowl team way back in the day um and my god they are fun (laughs) there's uh, there really is nothing like just starting up a new team on the xbox or whatever it is and just because you can play you can see what happens when you level them up you can have a bit of fun if they're not the team for you dump them start another one go again but also like even because, you know, you start a new team, you have a couple of games in an AI league and whatnot just to get it going. Um, I'm burning through games in an hour of yeah. 11s against the AI because it's just like 
you know, there's no backlink. What am I going to do? I like, I know what I'm doing and the AI is shit. So it, it doesn't take long and it makes bad decisions. Yeah. Um, which is glorious because what it means is you get a couple of games in at night and you've already leveled a couple of players and they're doing different stuff and they're watching the team build and it's you get all of that stuff again in that shortened time frame of a package mm-hmm. and it's the best. Um, so, yeah, the team is starting to come together and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing the same. I'm doing I've, – I've started up a Nurgle team because I really want to level them up properly because I played Nurgle in, in the first season of the tabletop that we did and went undefeated, did really well with them. Uh, so I started a Nurgle team up here and I also started up Tomb Kings one to see what they were like. And They're I garbage, just, it turns out. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they, they go slap a lot. That, it's pretty funny watching these Tomb Guardians slap people into the ground. Uh, slap, slap, slap. I got, um, I got very angry with a thrower that has sure hands but is still picking up on a five, not in a tackle zone, yeah. and just, just fumbles the ball turn after freaking turn. Um, no, they, are, they are not yeah, the team for me. Look, I, I started them. I played a couple of games, and then I put them down and I made another team. So I've yeah. made a Chaos Dwarfs team now, and... I'm yeah. Look, I'm I'm having a bit of fun with them. I'm I think that once they level up, they're going to be quite good. But yeah, I just I literally leveled up a bull centaur, and he got plus one edge, and I'm like, well, that's bloody perfect, isn't it? Yeah, um, because yeah. he's yeah. the perfect ball carrier. He's just a, normally an edge two. Now he's edge three. Yeah, you now have the perfect ball carrier. Yeah, and then a couple of dwarves went up and I think I gave them oh, I think I just went stock standard I think I either gave them block or guard they, they come with block so then I think I gave them guard or mighty guard, blow guard or mighty blow yeah one of the two I gave them both I'm just waiting the, the one thing I'm missing on my chaos towards team is a hobgoblin with kick so I'm just waiting for that to happen because kick is guaranteed one of the first ones I grab at any point so yeah, with Nurgle, I the first two guys to level up were Rotters, believe it or not. Yeah. So okay. I think uh, maybe maybe the Pestigorgon leveled up at the, pretty much the same time, but I got two Rotters leveling up, and so one of them has kick, and then the other one rolled doubles, and so he's got leader, <laughs> <laughs> leader Rotter. Uh, but yeah, having a bit of fun with Blood Bowl. Um, been playing a bit of Rainbow Six. Although that got did get replaced with Blood Bowl quite consistently, the I loaded up a couple of games as well. I loaded up Lego Avengers because I mean there's a lot of talk of Lego the Skywalker Saga coming out soon. So I thought oh, I used to like the Lego games, and the Avengers games were like thirty bucks for three of them yeah. online. Leveled them, uh, loaded them up, and that was. Lego Avengers was the game which I surpassed 300,000 gamer score with. Uh, but uh, they are long games. So but they are just like, again, the Lego games, because they have, like, they're all the same mechanic, mm-hmm. but it's a good mechanic. It's yes. just, and they do the right things in, in putting little Easter eggs and characters and cutscenes oh, yeah. and, and all the, 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 the fun. Um, in a, a very playable, huge ass world, mm. like the issue I have, like the one I started was Avengers, but 
like the the levels are quite long and mm-hmm. then you go into sort of like a sub level before you get to the next level and then it's a couple of levels before you reach the hub before you can start choosing what you're doing yeah so like you know just give me at least the first couple i think the first couple of levels were like 45 to an hour each mm-hmm. and there's a lot of levels in those games so and then you have to play them two or three times to finish the you know thing at 100 percent and get all the, the cool stuff yeah it's, and there's your problem stop mm-hmm. stop completing and just play um the other no, the other I hit three hundred thousand gamer points yeah yeah no i'm not <laughs> massively surprised by any of this um but the other thing i actually really like with a lot of the lego games is they are one of the few remaining couch co-op yep. options um and it's kind of the kind of game that anyone can play you can give to the kids you can give to the wife and you can the just the reason i bought them is i know the kids are going to enjoy playing yeah uh that is it apart from one more which i will mention briefly um and and i'm simply going to mention this because i need to stream this game because it is batshit crazy like it is the stupidest game i have played it just everything about it looks stupid we talked about the lawn mowing one no, no, no. Like the lawnmower one is stupid, but it is what it is. You mow lawns and you try not to mow over the flowers. And there was the Otherwise shark one. Me. Shark one was good. Shark one was not good. Shark one was a lot of fun. This is called Deer Simulator. Deer <laughs> with four E's. Deer Simulator. And I'm just, I'm going to, I'll post in the Discord when I'm going to play it because I need to play it. Because it is fucked in the head. Like these people were on some hardcore drugs when they made this, seriously. The first boss you fight is a corgi. I mean, I've seen Goat Simulator. It's like that, but at another level. (laughs) Because there's four E's. (laughs) But that's it. That's it for my gaming. Look, the only other thing I have played. On the Xbox, and again, you know, the fact I have children very much explains what is going on with my life. Um, was the the recently downloadable on Game Pass, uh, Paw Patrol, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of that has been me spending time playing the actual game to unlock music mini games because that's all Charlie actually wants to play. Um, I was impressed actually. I downloaded loaded that too, and it's not terrible. My my kids finished. A lot of that game, I cleaned up the mini games and finished off the mini games for them. But like the actual levels, um, I think there's like I don't know, there's like sixty, hundred and thirty. I don't know what the numbers were. Things that you can bones that you can find on any mm-hmm. particular level. They were hitting. They probably found like ninety to ninety five percent of all of those, and finished the game. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, this is the first game like this that you've actually played to completion. Well done. Yeah, that is that is all of the gaming I have done. Hmm. No, that's fair. Is there anything else we need to mention or should we wrap it up? I think that's the important stuff. We'll talk mm-hmm. about actual games. Another uh, time, another seeing time. as we're at 80 minutes now, 81 yeah. minutes. <laughs> 
I feel like saying a podcast is 80 minutes long is the equivalent of saying that my, my child is 120 months old. I don't know how old that is either. Um, but, you know, you, you, it's that whole thing. That's 10. It's, it's, yeah. There is you your go. child 10? Has it been that long? All right. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it just it just feels like it. Uh, anyhow. Anyhow. That is all of the hobby we're going to talk about in this hobby update. And that yes. is legitimately, you know, you thought potentially you were listening to this content to get to something actually informative. Incorrect. No, nope, that's Anti- it. Done. Done. Um, as always, there are people we would like to thank. There are things that you should do. I don't know any of those things, so I'm going to hand right off. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I will say, you know, thank you again very much to the Patreons that we have. We, uh, You guys are helping support us and uh, helping us run some awesome competitions. We have an amazing competition going on right now, um, amazingly donated by the Nerd Ferry, uh, which is a conquest starter box. All you need to do, go to our Facebook group uh, page, like, tag a mate, and we will be doing some some episodes soon on Conquest and, and what you can expect when you win said box. But that's that's currently going, so jump on and join on that. Um, we have the Discord that seems to be going off pretty regularly now, so... You know, it started off as a do we do this and, and now it's a it's one of the discords I'm in more often than not. It's a regular part of my day now. Yeah. Um which is great because it's also not me just making shit up. It's actual conversations for me to join in and other people's hobby <laughs> and it's it's cool shit. Um which I really enjoy. Um so yeah, can recommend if you do want to just chat with some some like minded nerds, get it get involved. Yep. Definitely. Um only other thing we need to talk about. I mean, that rash cleared up. I <laughs> I thought I thought that we were done. <laughs> Still hasn't for me, man. Uh, May the fourteenth. May the fourteenth be, be with you. Yeah, I'm glad to. Yeah, I yes. was. <laughs> um, but now we're going to say it, and people are going to get the wrong date. They're going to show up earlier in the month, and it's going to be very confusing. <laughs> not fourteenth. 14th 14th keep it free thoughtless ball 2 is coming we will chuck up a event an event e event 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 english possible minotaur Um, minotaur 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 potato potato tomato Tom, I don't know. Uh, we will chuck up an event on Facebook very shortly. Keep an eye on that and stay tuned for various updates about that. We are itching for this. First one was a barrel of fun. Second one, we're hoping it's even more so. We have plans. Plans within plans within plans within plans. No, we've got wrapped, like one plan. Wrapped in a scheme. <laughs> Pyramid scheme. So bring your wallets. No. Super we'll bring pumped. you all because there's going to be cool stuff to buy there. Agreed. Definitely get involved. That is it. That is it. Uh, so thank you very much for listening to us. Maybe. Vomit about ourselves for a while. Uh, if you are still here, in fact. 
I don't think anyone is, so it's fine. No. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. Jump in our Discord. Jump in Disbean, Podcord, Pornhub. Twincord, OnlyFans. I forgot we're on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. You <laughs> porn is a thing. Yeah, you um, um, What else is there? Snapchat. Are we on Snapchat? We are not I mean, OnlyFans. TikTok? Should we get a TikTok? That <laughs> <laughs> um, could be stupid enough to work. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the ticking and the talking works these days. So maybe we give that a go. Maybe we don't. Let us know in the Discord. <laughs> uh, but that's it from me. Catch y'all. Laters.